Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Ladies and gentlemen, the holidays are over and I have no other news for you really to tell you. It's all ahead of you in this episode. Anyway, I am in Edinburgh at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival, the largest fringe festival in the world for the whole month of August. And you know what? I've actually been talking to people in Ireland who are genuinely, it's actually not that expensive. It's a 45-minute flight. If you're in Dublin or if you're in Cork or whatever, you can get Ryanair, you can get cheap flights, feck over to Edinburgh for even the day. You could. It's possible to do for the day and come out and check out some shows and you can come check me out at 5 to 5 Studio 4 George Square at the Assembly Studios 5 to 5 every day except for the 15th there is a link in the description to this podcast it'd be kind of cool to see you there I know some people are actually going to come over and do it um uh, except the 15th, because I will be going home for that day. I'll go to Dublin, break it all up. But anyway, it's all going fantastic. And, oh yeah, thank you for all the messages. But uh, if you haven't already, follow me on Instagram, at the Stephen Mullen. I forgot, oh yeah, I totally forgot. There's a new website, thestephenmullen.com is actually, it should be live as we speak. Uh, let me know if it works, thestephenmullen.com. Uh, we've got some work to do in it, but hey, anyway, let us do this. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. I am back. We're back. We're all back together. It's good to be back on the Hello Steve podcast for this Friday, the 5th of August, 2022. And we're finally here. Well, I'm finally here. Well, half of the arts world is finally here in Edinburgh at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. And uh, today I'm happy. I think that's a big deal. Okay. You cannot underestimate having happiness when you're at the Edinburgh Fringe because it's such a build-up. It is such a build-up. I know I've gone on about it a lot, but most of the people here at Edinburgh Fringe Festival are not going to have a clue what artists have gone through to get here. And here I am. We're here at the Fringe. You guys know because I've been banging on about it for ages. I did nine, I repeat, nine work-in-progress shows. That's like nine hours to try and come up with a show. And then I come here to perform it because it's for this festival. And, uh, well, I'll get to it. I'll tell you all about it. Um, The drama, the ups, the downs. um, But today I'm happy. That's the main thing. It's Friday and I'm happy. I'm really, really happy. And I will start off by saying, and I genuinely mean it. I know I say it a lot, but I genuinely mean it. I'm actually, there's a moment of emotion happening inside me right now. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm grateful, I'm so thankful to all of you guys that listen to this podcast, for all of you guys that follow me on social media, for all of you guys that send me the messages, 
genuinely from the bottom of my heart, thank you. It means a lot because at a moment like this, you do forget. I mean, I forget. It's it's fucking vulnerable. You are vulnerable. You really are ultimately putting yourself out there when you see your big fat head on a poster, <laughs> on a quite a big poster. You realize how fat your head actually is. Quite a massive poster where tens of thousands of people are walking past every day, kind of going, hmm, do I want to go see that show? With your name on it that says Stephen Mullen, and you're kind of going, yep, that's me telling everybody, come to this show, because it's great, I hope. You're putting the pressure on yourself, you're putting your name out there, you are feeling vulnerable. You've gone and done things like performed to five people and done a work in progress show in front of five people in over a, a, a bar in Dublin and tried to figure something out. And uh, then you get here and you realize there's thousands of other shows happening every day, all the time. And uh, you kind of get here and, of course, I'm a human being. There's moments of doubting oneself. Of course you doubt yourself. (laughs) You would be a psychopath if you didn't. But... It genuinely means a lot when you get, like, the the, 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 the the core fans that I have on here, on the podcast, that are listening, that are supporting. It means so much. I have gotten a lot of messages, a lot of um, text messages, a lot of messages on Instagram. Um, I haven't checked the email. I'm going to pause to do that. Let's pause. Yeah, I've just checked the emails and there's no email. <laughs> I give. I, I think I either need to plug in the email address more or people don't want to spend the time to write an email. You're too lazy. There was a time when, well, I think it was in lockdown, you had more time, that's what it was. I used to get a lot more emails, now it's just the odd message on Instagram. Not just the odd, I'm I'm putting it down, I get lots of messages, and it's great. But I suppose I want something more in-depth that I can engage with? I don't know. Anyway, if you want to send an email, hellostevopodcast.gmail.com. But I am so thankful for the messages, the the, Instagram messages predominantly, and the text messages that I get from friends as well. And the support that I get from so many people. You realize every nobody wants you to have a shit time. And that's your biggest fear as an artist, that you're going to have a shit time or your show's going to be shit or et cetera, et cetera. Do you know what I mean? But the audiences here are fantastic because they know what the fringe is. They know that it's a bit like, you know, not makey up as you go along, but they understand what it is. This artist coming over here in a vulnerable situation, kind of trying to make up a show. And they're great, but you guys have been fantastic. I kind of had a feeling of like, I feel like I'm going to play in the World Cup for Ireland. The amount of people that were genuinely fucking, go get it, Steve, go get it. (laughs) Um, So it means a lot. Thank you. And thank you for all the crack that we have as well. Um, And uh, it is uh, genuinely appreciated. And uh, I love you all very much. And I mean that from the bottom of my heart. Um, I hope you enjoyed my little voice note from last week in Portugal. I had a fantastic week, and uh, thank you to my daughter's family over there for making it a great time. Um, it was, yeah, it was genuinely a well-needed week, and I think I did switch off a bit, and there's nothing better to help you to switch off than having a kid, because <laughs> you don't really have a chance to be really stressing too much or thinking too much about the show, and when I'm with my daughter, I'm with my daughter, and um, so that was the perfect tonic for me to 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 stop thinking about the shows and um uh it was genuinely perfect and what a trek i had to get over there um oh god i'm going back in my head now to try to remember what time i did get up very early yes i did have like probably an hour sleep or something like that you know do you know the way do you guys get this when you have an early morning flight you can't really sleep because you're afraid you're going to sleep out and i also leave the tap packing to the last minute because i'm a feckin' idiot 
That's something that has been a challenge in the last two weeks is my head, but we'll talk about that later on as well. But got up super early, went to Dublin Airport because of those bloody crazy queues. The thing is, the crazy queues were more of an issue when they didn't have a setup to deal with the crazy queues, but now they have a setup for the crazy queues, which kind of meant that, um, you know, I was there three and a half hours fucking before the flight, which is way too early. But anyway... Got there, flew to Lisbon, and then it was difficult out the other side because you got a bang of the heat over there. It was like mid to late 30s over there. Very different to what was going on in Dublin. It was actually a little bit more manageable on certain levels because Dublin had a massive heat wave, but Dublin gets humidity. It gets really humid. So that's the... I, I'm, I'm, I, some people are going to go, okay, don't explain humidity to us. But I didn't understand that when I was younger until I first went to Hong Kong um, and, and I actually played soccer in... Um, in Ohio State when I was 16, and I came back super fit because I was playing in like 85% humidity. Humidity basically is the amount of moisture that's in the air, and that's what makes it really heavy. Whereas there's countries like if you go to, like I was in the Middle East and Dubai and stuff like that, there's not a lot of humidity there. It's high in heat, but the air is not heavy. So it's a very different type of feeling. You kind of sweat less, but if when, when the humidity is really high, you kind of just like, I remember being in Hong Kong, just like got out of the taxi and straight away your body just... <laughs> Just start sweating straight away. You're dripping. So the humidity in Dublin was a lot higher than it was in Portugal. So getting out in the airport, it was like it was in the 30s when I got in the airport in Portugal, but it wasn't that humid. So, it, you know, it's kind of this weird kind of feels like you're burning maybe a little bit, but it's not as I, I find the humidity a lot worse, to be honest with you, because even just walking around Dublin, it, it got into the early 30s at one stage, but like you just be fucking. We did the Ivy Gardens Festival all that weekend. That's right, I haven't talked about that. Jesus, I forgot that so much has happened the last couple of weeks. I took a week off. But Ivy Gardens Festival, uh, thank you to those of you who came. Loads of you, sorry, sent messages off the back of that. I totally forgot about it. Um, I had a, I, I hosted two shows. The first show that I did was with um, uh, Richie Bree, Olga Cock. Um, yes, Olga Cock. Um <laughs> Uh, Lalsy Byrne and Flo and Joan who were a musical act from the UK who were brilliant they were lovely people sisters didn't realise they were sisters and um, they were great crack they, do, they write these really funny brilliant songs I suppose it's kind of cabaret style which is great and uh, so that was on the Friday I think sorry the Saturday night and then on Sunday I got to hang out with uh, sorry over the course of the weekend got to hang out with the amazing the, the great Dylan Moran who was on all the weekend as well and what an interesting character that man is <laughs> not just on stage in real life um but he was uh, it was great to hang out with him chat with him ended up speaking about here's where the trinity access program gets you guys in philosophy class which I loved as you guys know when I did the Trinity Access program in lockdown and getting, you know, for people who didn't get into university, there's this course that you can do to, tr to get into Trinity College. And I got in, but I loved philosophy and I got into the philosophy of George Berkeley, Berkeley, sorry, um, it's spelled Berkeley, but pronounced Berkeley, apparently. And the Berkeley Library is named after him. The Berkeley Library in Trinity is named after him. Berkeley in California, that college is named after him, that university. Um uh, and anyway, I I wrote a paper on George Barclay and ended up having a conversation with Dylan Moran about George Barclay. So there you go. S-A-S Percipi. To be is to be perceived, is what Barclay said. So, 
Um, Ivy Gardens was absolutely fantastic. And I got to do the main stage then on the Sunday, uh, hosting again, but had great crack with the audience and uh, loads of messages, loads of people that I knew. I didn't realize that you guys were there until you sent me a message. So I would have hung around and said hello afterwards. I just didn't know you were there. Um, uh, Foil Arms and Hogged Headline, they were absolutely fantastic. And Matt, they are such lovely guys. And they are like, for me, the... The types of people that to, to look up to in, in my career, they're coming over doing Edinburgh years and years and years and years and years, and now they fill out McEwen Hall, which is the biggest venue at the festival. It's in a thousand-seater here, and I was hanging out with Jason Byrne the other night doing his show at McEwen Hall because he's on before the lads, and um, after the show, walked past the dressing room, and there they were, and I said, hi, lads, best of luck now with your show, and they're the nicest lads, the three of them. They're so cool, and uh, they were uh, they were great. But for me, they're the people to look up to. They came over to Edinburgh years and years and years ago, and they'll tell you themselves, no one was coming to their shows, no one was giving them good reviews. They're getting all the shite, and now they fill McEwen Hall. So they're my, those are the types of people that are my heroes, you know. Them, the Jason Burns, the David O'Doherty's, and all that kind of stuff, that they show you that there is a way to do it. So, I know I'm all over the place, but in Ivy Gardens, I got to gig with them. But I also got to gig with a, a comedian called Kat Cohen. Check her out. I gigged with her at the last Ivy Gardens before the pandemic. And she's a New York-based comedian. Uh, good stand-up, but musical as well. Uh, very funny, kind of cabaret-esque as well. She's very funny. And she is the first person, honestly, in this world... Because I did this job on lockdown, it didn't have the same effect. Who fan? She fangirled. Like she's famous. She's proper famous. Like she's got eighty thousand followers on Instagram or some of that. I've got four, and uh, she proper fangirled of, over me. She was like, "Oh my god, you didn't love Alan Australia? Is that you? That Mitch and Tina one? Oh my god, how are people not screaming out there when you come out? You know, she was disgusted that I wasn't more famous." <laughs> <laughs> but she was so cool. She's very funny. And the last time I gigged with her in Ivy Gardens uh, in 2019, she then went on to the Edinburgh Fringe, Fringe Festival and she won the Best Newcomer Award. So she really, like, uh, kicked on after that. Um, so uh, it was great hanging out with her. And she does a podcast with a lovely guy called Pat Regan. Um, so Kat Cohen and Pat Regan. I don't I can't remember the other podcast, but if you Google it, I'm sure you'll find it. Uh, and so Ivy Gardens was great. So you get to meet, meet people like that. I got to meet Laura Beats or Bites. Uh, sorry, I keep saying her name wrong. It's Laura. And I don't know how you pronounce her second name. But she's opening for Mark Maron at the moment over in the US. And she was lovely. And people like that, like Kat Cohen and Lara, are kind of like, come over to the US. Come on, we'll hook you up with some clubs. You can do whatever you want, blah, blah, blah. That's just such... Uh, it was, they were great people to meet and great people to make friends with. And it was fantastic. So I did forget all about Ivy Gardens. But it was kind of, I did my show on the Sunday evening, had to go home and pack and was going to Portugal like a 6 a.m. flight or whatever it was. Or I had to be at the airport for 5 or 6 a.m. or whatever like that. Get to Portugal. Super hot. Uh, get an Uber to a train station because usually I would get collected by my daughter's family. But they weren't in Lisbon. They were on holidays. And that's why we went over that week was the idea was all of us on holidays out in a pool house that's next to a beach, only 45 minutes away from the city, from Lisbon, and it was gorgeous. So I got an Uber to a train station. I got a train st- uh, at the train station. I had to get a train to another train station. And from that train station, I had to get another Uber to get a ferry. And from the ferry, I had to go across the sea to the end of a peninsula, and that's where they were. And it was uh, joyous. Uh, here's my proud moment, by the way. I was in the first train station, feeling a bit peckish. And I said, uh, here's my line when I'm in Portugal. I always say, Desculpe, eu não falo português. Okay? Which means, 
I'm sorry, I don't speak Portuguese. Which is, I always think, and if you're in a foreign country, it's a nice line to have because they can see that whatever you're going to say after that, you're trying. You're trying, you know, you've made the effort and you're trying to be polite with them. So I said to this old woman who had a little tashka that does, you know, the little coffees and the pastel de natas, I said, Desculpe, eu não falo português. Por favor, um pastel de nata e um café. And she said to me, Não falo português, fala, fala. Which meant, you don't speak Portuguese, you speak, you speak. <laughs> but I only have the essentials, like, please, thank you, coffee, pastel de nata, uh, three beers, please. <laughs> All that stuff. Uh, so that was a lovely little moment, paid her in cash, like, you know, these old school places, you meet a woman of her age, I'm guessing at least in her 60s, um, they don't do contactless, I love it, you know. Um, you you know, I love the kinesthetic kind of, you forget places that kind of respect the old ways of doing things. And I know it sounds ridiculous to say that when we're just talking about money, but just the, the something that we never really would have done in Ireland or the UK anyway, but they always put the coin on the tray, you know, and they give you the change back. They'd never hand it to you and you put the money on the tray and all that kind of little bits and pieces. And I'm not, you know, being charged a fortune. It was like for a coffee and a pastel donate, it was whatever. It wasn't even three euro. Do you know what I mean? And, uh, oh, Jesus, I should have had a beer. Now, in telling you this story, I'm completely picturing myself back there now in the heat and kind of wishing. I, I literally forgot. I, that's how, man, I got into that story. I literally just had a vision in my brain go, geez, I need to order a beer off her right now. That's what happened in my head. <laughs> a little sag res. Geez, I love a little sag res now. But that's actually, it's 25 past 10 in the morning as I record this. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I fucking, that's mad. I really was there for a moment. Like picturing her and picturing a little sagres and sipping on it because I'm sitting here in my t-shirt and shorts. But anyway, but I'm in Scotland. <laughs> but that was my proud moment. Um, got on the ferry. Of course, I got the wrong ferry apparently, so they just had to drive a little bit further to collect me. And my daughter's granny collected me, and I went to the house, and there was my beautiful daughter in her swimming togs at the pool house, screaming "Daddy!" and showing me everything, all the news. Um telling me all the things that she'd be doing in the pool. And that's how I got away from everything, because as soon as I see her, I drop the bags. I kind of, I hope they don't think I'm rude. I wasn't rude at the time, and I get on very well with them, but I definitely, there's a moment when I see her and I haven't seen her in a while where I kind of forget anything else is going on. I just kind of lock on. I'm just like, boom. So, like, I'm sure other people are going, hey, Stephen, how are you? And I was completely, like, zoned out. I was completely just focused on her, talking to her, and all that kind of stuff. Um. It's just the way the brain works, I suppose. So I was just there with her and, you know, dropped the cacks through the teeth. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're 
you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. T-shirt off, swimming togs on, bosh, into the pool was the first thing I did. And um, this is what, like, I learned about myself on the holiday. I'm struggling. I'm not struggling. How would I say? I'm being challenged with um, definite issues that are uh, experiences that I have with my brain, I suppose, is the best way to put it. And I'm, I'm working at it, but I'm becoming more and more aware of what those challenges and issues are. And what I learned on the holiday about myself is that I love to do something with her. So sometimes, like, my daughter and her mom. Um, will like they just hang around and they kind of are happy to hang around. I'm not great at hanging around. I kind of feel like I need to do something with the hanging. So I spent the whole of that week, my goal and my joy, I would have done it for hours and hours. And what was funny was her mom said she would watch me doing it for hours and hours as well, is I was teaching my daughter to swim. And apparently that was great to watch. But she also had a video of me teaching my daughter to swim. And I didn't realize like how good of a coach I am because I never really coach people. But before I came, she was definitely doing some swimming with her armbands on in the pool. She wouldn't, re- she wouldn't really jump into the pool because um, she wanted somebody to stand right near the edge of the pool and she wanted to jump into their arms and you had to stand here and it took her forever to jump. And her mom said to her, her parents, she said, Stephen will be here for five minutes and watch, she'll be jumping in the pool on her own. And sure enough, it happened. I had her jumping into the, into the pool on her own, not needing me to catch her or anything like that, with, with her armbands on, into the deep end, psh- you have to make games of these things, you know? So she loves the song Wrecking Ball. So I was like singing, I came in like a cannonball. And she just jump in. You just got to get into, that's my mode of doing it. I think you just got to get into their imagination a little bit. So 
I had her doing that. And then she was swimming good enough. So then I, I made up the Olympics. The first day I said, this would be like, this is like the Olympics where you get the gold medal. Let's do a game where you jump into the pool, cannonball, swim over to the other side and come back again. And I made up the whole thing of the gun going, on your marks, set, representing Ireland and Portugal. And she'd jump in over and back, over and back. She must have done it a million times. Kids are great. They will never stop. Once she's into it, she's like, go again, go again, go again, go again. Spent the whole afternoon doing that. She was jumping into the pool herself and her confidence was growing and growing and growing. What I love about kids, modern day kids, is the confidence is through the roof. Because by the time that we're walking back into the house at the end of it... Oh, I'm getting interrupted by a dog, I think. Hi, Cooper. <laughs> One second. <laughs> How do I'm be Hello. So, the house I'm staying in, there's a lovely pit bull here. And he's just, <laughs> he's just walked in, opened the door into my room. And he's sitting here. I'll put a picture up on the pod for you. He's the cutest thing ever. He's very, um, he's very shy. But he likes, he just likes the company sometimes. So, he's just walked in. And let's see. I don't think he's going to say anything if I put the microphone up to him. not food did you, did you hear him sniffing it's not food but anyway um can i close the door because everybody else is going to be listening oh you're going to sit under there that's fine right i'll just like <laughs> you you can go i think you, you oh great stay there sorry he's interrupting me anyway we're going back into the house and uh my daughter is, that's the confidence of kids, it's brilliant. She's wiping water from her eyes, you know, still has the armbands on. She's dripping with water and she's saying to me, Daddy, I think I'd be great at the Olympics. <laughs> she's four. <laughs> she's swimming with armbands on, but the confidence to go, I'm going to be fucking great at them Olympics, let me tell you. <laughs> so, I'm, uh, you know, it was a great, uh, That that is the thing that uh, distracted me from all the other crazy stuff going on. It's just my daughter, spending time with my daughter and, and, and enjoying that. And um, it was, uh, we had, because it's her, going to be her birthday when I'm here in Edinburgh, we had a party for her in Portugal, for a Portuguese family. She'll have a party in Ireland as well, and she'll have a party in Edinburgh. And her mother and I got her a present, which we're both very proud of, um, and she's delighted with it. I was humming and hawing about getting it. I was like, I don't know if she's going to get the value out of it, but she absolutely did. She loves it. I recommend it. We got our little camera. You know the Polaroids? Now, it's not the Polaroid brand. It's Fujifilm because they're the ones that make it now. But one of those Fujifilm instant camera things. And it is fantastic. Because actually, when you teach her to take the photo, what she comes up with or what she wants to take a photo of, it's quite brilliant. You get to see a moment in their brain. So letting your kid take photos, you kind of see what their ideas of the world are and stuff like that. She set up a couple of shots of her, one of her favorite new toys and stuff like that. And you kind of go, wow, that's really cool that she sees things like that, you know. So it was the perfect uh, week. We went to the beach. I, I actually, it got too hot for me and I wouldn't be one for that. But at certain points, it got too hot for me to be able to, uh, I'm just going to, uh, one second, I'm going to get this dog out of here. Sorry, he was too distracting, but he's gone now. Um, but yeah, at one point in the beach, it was getting too hot, so I would do a couple of hours from like 12 to, well, no, no, maybe maybe 10 to 1, but 1 o'clock, fuck me, it got hot. And then it was just nice to go back inside, have an old nap, and then a swimming pool for the afternoon with my daughter. So it was great. It was the perfect break. And I didn't really want, it was maybe the perfect amount of time for me, actually, for a holiday. Um, now that I think about it in hindsight, any longer, I might have got a little bit bored. I don't know. 
Um, it was weird for me being in Portugal and not spending time in Lisbon. We had one night in Lisbon and that was it. And we went out for a, a lovely meal um, as a family, my daughter and her mom and all. And we had a lovely time. We had a lovely meal. And um, it was great. And that was a nice way to close it all off. And uh, so thank you to all her family. And um, it was just a fantastic time. And then I flew back to Dublin, arrived on a delayed flight, very, very bloody late. Oh, forgot about this. Get back to my house in Stony Batter and at like fucking 3 a.m. by the time I get back to the house, I'm locked out of my own house. Why? Because my father had been asked to go up and and, and um, water the plants in our house. Doesn't he use the bolt lock at the bottom that we don't fucking use? I don't have a key for it. And uh, I'm locked out of my house. Of course, he has his phone off. Good idea. Good idea to have your phone off. And um, I'm calling him. Can't get down. So I have to make the trek over to their house. Wake them up at 3 a.m. Go wakey, wakey. My mom is like, I'm like, I'm locked out because somebody locked the fucking lock that they're not supposed to. It wasn't locked. when Anyway, he's back again. <laughs> Cooper, get out. Right, I'm closing the door then if you're going to stay here. He heard me shouting about the other lock, and now he wants to stay here. <laughs> um, so I, I go down. My dad doesn't even wake up. My mom wakes up, and she's like, now make sure you you bring the key back. We need it back. I'm like, is that, is that what's important now? Not the fact that I've been locked down of the fucking house. So it must have been four by the time I got to sleep. I had to get up early. I had to do a fucking self-tape. I went down to my office to tidy up my office. I had to buy some clothes for Edinburgh. I had a whole run round. And then, as lots of you saw, I managed to pack my bags for Edinburgh because that's a very different type of suitcase. The taxi's coming. I'm tight for time because I'm worried about queues in the airport. And uh, I go to zip the thing shut. The zip breaks and I can't close this suitcase disaster and I have not got time to repack into another suitcase because that's two suitcases that we have in my life that are broken now the, on the way back from Dubai they broke the bloody handle that you can drag it along and then this other one is uh, my ex's one and uh, the zip broken it so all that's left is this ridiculous jumbo thing you guys would have saw on, on social media this ridiculous jumbo size um, suitcase that I literally just picked up the one that was broken and put it inside us it, honestly, it looks like you'd smuggle dead bodies on it. It's ridiculous. So, <laughs> like, when I came to this house in Edinburgh, they are like, what the fuck? Have you got people inside that thing? <laughs> but uh, that was stressful. And uh, uh, But I got, look, at, I got here um, very late on Tuesday night. No, sorry, Monday night. I had to do a tech rehearsal on Tuesday morning. And I ended up doing a bit of a run around that day. I can't even remember what I did on Tuesday. It's all a blur. I panicked about the show, my first preview on Wednesday. And I'm staying with friends of mine. Oh, now you want to go out. Jeez. Fucking dog, you better not come back in. Um, now I fucking forgot what I was saying. <laughs> anyway, Edinburgh. I, I'm staying at a friend's house here in Edinburgh. I'm very lucky. Um, a good friend of mine that used to be, we used to work in the same restaurant together in London. And years ago, when I was starting out in stand-up comedy, she said to me, when you do the Edinburgh Fringe, because she was like, you are going to do it, when you do the Edinburgh Fringe, you can come and stay with me. But at the time, we were both living in London. But isn't it amazing how life works? I end up moving back to Ireland. She ends up moving back to Edinburgh. She's here with her, her partner. And they're putting me up now for the Fringe Festival, and I'm so thankful for that. And I'm like, it's a perfect situation. I can walk to my venue from here. It's a bit of a longer walk, but it's actually a nice walk to kind of just be, you know, get your head together in the mornings. Although, (laughs) 
Theoretically, that's what one would use a nice walk for, but not me. I'm generally stressed fucking running down Lake on fuck it, I'll get an Uber. <laughs> but it's away from the fringe. I think that's important because if you've ever been to Edinburgh Fringe, like where it's on, it's pretty hectic. You know, it is mental. Like yesterday and t- yesterday it started getting busy, busy, and today it's getting fuck it's gonna be busy. This is the first official weekend of it. It's gonna be busy. And it's great, it feels like a festival, but like if you're living in it for a month, it can be a little bit much. Um, so I'm very grateful to be here and then we went and we did our first show on the Wednesday well I went and did the first show on Wednesday and um, yeah it was it was a challenge it was a challenge I'm not going to lie to you um, I was a bit too I had too much anticipation that my mind was absolutely flying around like a like a mental thing before the show I had so many ideas of things that I wanted to do in the show, things that I've never tried before, um, that lots of people are going, like, mm, my agents is going, sorry, you're trying what? Would you not just do your show? And I'm like, nah. And actually, my very first show, I did an hour of stand-up, which I wasn't happy about. Because <laughs> I didn't want to just do stand-up, I wanted to play around with the audience, I had some crowd interaction ideas, I had some other silly stuff uh, going on. And um, I wanted to try them. But I did try them, but I didn't set them up very well, and they kind of fell on their arse, and they weren't that good, and um, all that kind of stuff. So, um, but like, I think the, the audience still enjoyed it. You know, I'm not saying that it matter. Like, we had a lovely Australian uh, family were in there with their daughter. So it was the mum, the dad, and the daughter was a huge fan of Love Island Australia. Couldn't believe that it was me that she got to see. And I, um, you know, to do the whole photo thing and the video uh, in doing the Love Island voice for her and all that kind of stuff, which was great. Uh, and, um, but it was a tough one because it was tough for me because there was so much stuff in my mind going on up there that I was going too bloody fast. And I was literally finishing a sentence and not realizing what I had just said. I didn't know what I just talked about. My mind would just go pew, onto something completely different and I've completely blanked everything the routine that I've just done or the subject that I was just talking about. And that's challenging when you're a stand-up comedian. But I'm learning to try and embrace that thing in my show. I'm learning to try and embrace the fact that a million ideas come into my head every second. I'm trying to embrace that and incorporate that as part of the show. And I'm finding some techniques to do that. And the joy of what that means is that when you come to every show, every show is going to be different. You don't know what's going to happen in every show because you don't know where my mind is going to go. And so I'm learning to set up techniques in order to make each show different. There's still some routines in there, but also I'm I'm finishing shows now going, there's three, four, five routines that I never feckin' did. So I've got an excess of stand-up routines that I'm not getting to do or sometimes I will do them, sometimes I won't do them. And I, I, I love that. I think that's a great position to be in. Um, so the first night, the audience were lovely. They enjoyed it. I personally just felt there was too much brain farting going on, and I found it too stressful up there. And I know I'm not supposed to talk about therapy, but I am going to shout out to my therapist and give her the credit because I talked about that. I talked about that on um, on my therapy session uh, yesterday morning, Thursday morning, and she gave me some techniques to deal with it. And I'm so thankful that she did do that. And um, we worked through it together. She didn't give me techniques. What happens is we, we, we find it. We find a way to deal with it because we, we tried to figure it out. And I did 
use those moments or those things that we found in the day for last night's show. And last night's show was why I'm very happy today. Because I found things that... I found what the show is. I can feel it now. I don't understand things until it's in my body. I used to work in kitchens. I used to make coffee. I used to be a carpenter. And I, you know, I played a lot of sports. I, I, I understand things. And I learned this through the Trinity Access program that my learning style is kinesthetic. I don't really understand something if you're just talking to me or you're telling me words. I only understand till I can touch, feel, smell, hear, see it. And it's in my body. And last night was a real feeling of like, ah, oh, it's starting. I broke the back of this idea of the show. And now it's starting to make sense. All these techniques are starting to make sense. I know why I'm using these techniques. I know why I'm telling these jokes. I know why. Which I did know to some level. with, But it was all fragmented. But as you start to feel and push it together into the shape, you're just happier, you know? You start to understand it kinesthetically a lot better. And last night's show was brilliant crack, great audience, and we and really started to to feel it out on another level to the point where I was just saying thank you, thank you, as I said in the, the beginning of this podcast a million times, thank you, thank you, thank you. And also, you know, comedy doesn't work without the bloody audience, so I'm kind of using the audience a lot more to kind of go, let's get involved, this is going to work if we do this together. Are you back again? You're unbelievable. He's under the desk again. Right. Listen, no better time to call uh, time on the show. Thank you for the messages. Uh, hit me up on Instagram at the Stephen Mullen. The door is wide open, so there's other people in the house. I'm just aware of everything that I'm saying right now. But thank you so much. Um, I'll put a link to the show uh, in, this, uh, in the description of this pod. Sorry. Door and closing. Cooper, you're a little shy. You're putting me off. <laughs> Anyway, listen, genuinely, thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Um, there's so much that I didn't get to cover, and I hope to cover ne- more next week. But I'm hoping to try and use this. I didn't get a chance today, but I'm hoping to try and use this podcast to um, introduce you to other comedians over the course of the festival. So if I can meet some comedians and set up some meetings, I'm going to get some podcasts done where we'll chat and we'll have the crack together and we'll talk about stuff. And, um, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. We'll have the crack. Um, so I'm excited about it. I'm, I, I've, I've been to see Jason's show, um, and uh, that's all I went to see actually. So I'm going to start checking out some shows and get some inspiration by finding some new other stuff going on. I'm going to see Randy Feldflace, which is a guy who does a, a puppet. Um, I'm going to see yeah, loads of. I'm just going to get be inspired. There's so much stuff going on here. It's just like fuck it. Go see everything that you can. And with my company that I'm with, Assembly, who are brilliant, by the way. Thank you so much, everyone, Assembly. They're such good people. Great to work with. But with Assembly, we get free passes to all the other shows. So I'm definitely going to start uh, checking out all the Assembly shows and enjoying them. Um, But yeah, listen, thank you for the messages. Let's leave it there for today. Uh, I hope you have a fantastic Friday, a fantastic weekend. And uh, yeah, sure, hit me up. Send me messages. Let me know if you're coming to Edinburgh. Um, Would love to see you. And uh, yeah, have a great weekend. Great Friday. Peace and love, love, love.
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.